0: family good to see everybody today and all that stayed home because the weather was rough and you're online god bless you for joining with us anyway amen can't complain about the rain take all the rain we can get at san antonio amen and that's the spiritual significance there because we want the rain of heaven Amen. And we don't ever complain about the Lord reigning on us, his presence, his goodness, and all the the wonderful things that we get to experience because of his love and grace. Amen. And I like what Serene said about all authority, power, and dominion has been given to us by grace. Amen. Uh, Keep in mind There's a choice involved, and that's what we're talking about today. We're concluding this particular series. I don't know that we'll ever exhaust it or stop talking about it, but today we're talking about the third point, choose to seek the kingdom of God first. Choose to seek the kingdom of God first. That will resonate with you and grow in your spirit here in just a little bit. Amen. And you'll begin to recognize that... uh, Seeking the kingdom of God is where capital L-I-F-E is, amen, life, and life more abundantly, amen. Now, we're making a choice, and based on what we've learned the last few weeks, amen, Jesus said that we should be very careful to make sure we give our ear to the right messenger, There's two messengers. Jesus says there's two masters and there's two voices. And it's up to you and I to determine which ear, which one we're going to give our ear to. And you and I have the ability to have an ear to hear. Amen. And uh, I can be manipulated and controlled if I'm not listening to the right voice. I'll have a tendency to lean my ear in the wrong way. And that's real. Jesus said that it was going to be that way for everybody. It was going to have to make a choice in that area. He then tells us then a hey man, since you need to be cautious about which messenger you give your ear to, then you can know the tree by the fruit it bears. So inspect the fruit of the voice by which you listen real important and we found that out last week that we need to do a little bit better job at uh, examining the fruit. Now what I did find out, amen, from heaven, it helps me. Isn't it good to know we have a comforter, a helper, the Lord, amen, because if we didn't have that we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? In order for me to inspect the fruit of the messenger, I first start with examining myself. Amen. When I examine myself, I, I deal, and examine, deal with the examination of the guy in the mirror, and I find out where I am when it, when it, as it relates to fruit. Am I producing good or bad fruit? Now, both messengers look good. Both messages sound good. But well, one's not good, and one me- and the other message there's a bad message, and so when I begin to examine myself, and I I produce bias, criticism, judgment, depression, frustration, uh, the list goes on. If 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 that's the kind of fruit that I'm producing, but I believe in Jesus, it's probably not the right Jesus. Paul said it's that other Jesus that's got me. Hooked. Amen? And that's real, y'all. Jesus said that was real. It's so real that the majority of people are going to choose the wrong one. Y'all, catch this. The good thing that I want you to know you're going to leave with hope today that we're here to encourage one another ah, to good works. What's that? We give him an ear. And we hear what the spirit is saying and now faith ignites in you and I and is able to do the work that only faith can do. You can't explain faith, right? Faith is the substance of things hopeful, but today God can give me hope by speaking into my spirit. And if I have hope, I have faith. Amen. I still can't figure out how I'm going to get what it is the Lord wants me to have and he doesn't need me to figure it out. Amen. He is pleased when I have faith. Faith is what pleases God. Amen. My temptation is I need to figure it out first, Lord. As soon as I get this figured out, I'll let you know. And then I'll follow you. And that's so real in our world today. And so today we're we're concluding this with seek. First, the kingdom. Choose to seek the kingdom of God first. First. Amen. From the very beginning, it's always been God's passion to give us hope and encouragement, to comfort us, to help us. He wants to have relationship with us. It's important you pause for a minute and really consider that, that the Lord Wants to comfort me today? Yes. That he wants to help me? And he wanted to be with Adam forever. Adam made a choice not to be with him forever. And it didn't stop God. God stayed true to his passion. That was the one I want. And he wanted all of his creation to know I'm not quitting. I'm going to give everything so that I can have this relationship. Amen? Now, we've come to find out over over the last several months and some of us years that in order for me to know God, all the trouble in our lives is necessary. All the pain, all the unfair events, all the suffering, all the storms, all the junk that we really don't want to have to deal with Is necessary for us to know how good God is, how merciful He is. I can't know His grace unless I need it. Does anybody need Jesus? The reason we need Him in our relationships, amen, is because we're all uniquely diverse. We're different. Amen? Every one of us, if we hang out a little bit of time together, we're going to, we need Jesus in this relationship. It don't matter who you are, any two people, well, that's my best friend. We ain't never had an argument. No. No. Every person, every being needs the glue to bring the relationship together so that at the end of the day, we can say God is good that we were able to enjoy being together, not because we were intelligent or we looked good, amen, that our preferences and opinions flowed together, but that God was evident. He was in the mix. And we learned, amen, by way of God's grace and mercy to submit one to the other. Oh, now that's a bad word submit, submit, well, if you experience Jesus on the level that he wants you to experience, it's not a problem. It's easy. Without him, you cannot do it. It's not possible. You won't do it. But with him, the impossible begins to happen. And all of a sudden, amen, serving One another becomes supernaturally evident in our lives. It's who we are. We're his stewards. And to fulfill the law is to do what? To love. It is not about doing things. It's not living up to an idea that I have arrived. I have done the will of God in the sense that I'm a good person. No. I am fulfilling the law of love now because God is good. And I'm in his spirit. I'm in his presence. Therefore, I walk in the spirit. And we can all say together, look what the Lord has done, right? Amen. So the promise of God is all over the scriptures, everywhere you read, amen, God's promises God's promise to be with us, amen, and to never leave us nor forsake us. But I want to read you something here that is overlooked by many Christians today. It says here in Proverbs 25 and 2, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. It is the glory of God to hide something, but the honor of kings to search it out. God is glorified in the fact that he can take something so valuable called his promise and conceal it. Why would he hide that from me? That's not the point. The point is, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. And so God will take something so valuable that he wants you to have more than you want it and wait till you come to realize something's got to change. Something's got to happen. I need a miracle. And then you ask, you seek, and you knock. And he says if a biological father will not give its child A serpent, but we'll give it a fish instead, amen. Or bread versus a stone. How much more will our heavenly father give us the Holy Spirit? If we will ask. So today we're we're talking about seek first the kingdom. And I know that I put it on the title, Good Not God. Good Not God. What are you seeking today? Good or God? Which one? Does anybody want to be good? Why do you want to be good? And when you start doing an examination on self, you might find that to be contrary. Think about that for a minute. There's only one that is good, and it's God. Why am I tempted to be good? (laughs) And so what voice is selling me this idea? When God is not asking anyone to be good, he's asking us to come taste and see that the Lord is good. He's wanting us to come and follow him. Amen? And instead of us trying to be good in opposition to God, we get to step into the one who is good. Amen? And take on the identity that he means for everybody to have. So at the end of the day, again, here we go, look what the Lord has done. Amen. Because many is going to say on that day, Lord, didn't you know that we cast out devils and we've done all these wonderful works. Amen? And this is not supposed to frustrate you. This is supposed to get you energized over reality here today. He's not moved by signs and wonders, but God will. Move. signs and wonders happen when God moves. Right? We'll give him a platform to operate from, And we do that by being available so that the king of his kingdom that's within us can come and have access to the throne of our hearts. And from his temple, amen, he can demonstrate his glory. And people can can say, I don't know what you got. I got to have it. Amen. And they rejoice in that God is good. Ah, good, not God, Amen. So it is the honor of kings. Are you not known by the the apostle? Wrote it that we're we're royalty, that we're kings and priests according to God. The enemy wants you to feel less than a king and a priest, don't he? he? Wants you to feel less than Amen, being worthy. That's the enemy's goal, and so. Deal with condemnation how much? You don't have to raise your hand. Does the enemy do, do his job well, make you feel bad? I'm going to read you something that's been misinterpreted for years in Christianity. And it's not that I have the revelation of it, but God is opening my eyes to something that uh, everybody needs to consider. Now, we know that Jesus tells us, he warns us, beware of false prophets that come to you in chief, in with the ravening wolves. You know them by their fruit. Amen. And their their goal is to, to, to trick you, amen, instead of being obedient to the Spirit and enjoying the best that the kingdom of God has to offer, which is comfort and help, and we all need that. That if we pay attention to the wrong, we give the ear, our ear to the wrong voice, and we don't examine ourselves and know the tree by the fruit it bears, we will follow the wrong one. Instead of seeking the kingdom, we'll seek a kingdom that looks good, but it's not God. Is that helping you? Good, not God. And the enemy's good at doing that. He's a counterfeiter. And so it reads this way. Paul writes this letter to the believers in Thessalonica, and he says it this way, 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12. The coming of the lawless one will be in accordance to how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. These people are going to church, by the way. They perish because they refuse to love the truth so to be saved. They perish because they refuse. They they didn't make the right choice. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved for this Reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe a lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but had delight in wickedness. Now, if you feel bad about that scripture, I want to encourage you, you don't don't have the right interpretation of it. What that's saying, so that you better understand this, the enemy's goal is to deceive you. And uh, he will tell you lies to get you to believe him so that you feel condemned, right? When I don't accept the Lord, when I don't choose Jesus, my choice is what brings on the delusion. you have got to follow me. And the enemy's good at it. God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all be condemned. I have been condemned before. You know what? Let me encourage you. We some hope? If you've experienced condemnation, me too. Don't like it. Don't want it hanging around this house. And the Lord says, I like that. I like that. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And every one of us can encourage one another over the spirit of condemnation. Everybody in this room can speak life into the other one about the spirit of condemnation. God didn't choose a man for me to come under that. I made the choice. What God does is take advantage of my bad decision. Amen and he allows me to feel what condemnation really feels like so that I'll get hungry and thirsty for him to come set me free and rescue me from my ditch, my living hell. Now the enemy's kind of stirred up right now because he don't like the fact that we're talking about how he pulls the wool over everybody's eyes. And this is why daddy's been working on me He's been trying to get my attention about there's no such thing as neutral. When you don't choose, you have made a choice. And why live in the ditch and be held in prison to a dynamic, an atmosphere, a climate that doesn't produce good fruit when I can come under, amen, the presence of God? And he can cultivate this soul and get this soul where it's productive, not 30-fold, not 60-fold, but 100-fold. Huh? I thank God that he loved all of us enough, amen, so that we would experience what guilt feels like and shame feels like and condemnation feels like. Why? Because he needed us not to be robots, but he needed us to be free will agents that would choose And right now, my wife and I are heavy about the next generation and their choice. They're making bad decisions. Well, they don't know that yet, but they're about to find out because it produces fruit. You know what comforts me and Tammy and all the older folks is that the Lord's in charge. He sits on the throne. He don't have heartburn. He don't have to take Rolaids. He's he's just like, his plan, he's going to finish what he started. Is this encouraging anybody? And so when I refuse to choose him, it's already engaged. This deceiver, this strong delusion is coming so that I can get serious about how I need Jesus. Amen? Are you all catching this? And so because you've been beat up, run over by a spiritual steamroller, felt like Daffy Duck or the Coyote Acme Company, crashing and burning all the time, it works something good in us so that now because I know what condemnation feels like and how to be deceived by this neo-Jesus that's trying to make you think he's the true one and he does his job well, you and I today can be gracious to the next person. The Lord's already got my number this morning about how his kingdom comes in power. The kingdom of God is not talk, it's power. What are you saying, preacher? My opinions and my preferences are laced with all kind of deception. But I believe in my opinion, and I believe in my preference, and I like it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I think you need to share my opinion and my preferences. Anybody know what I'm talking about and and if I if I become so into my own opinion and preference then my passion for you if you don't agree with me will wane. I gotta, gotta catch this and, and then uh, then I don't want to hang out with you because you, you ain't you ain't got it together you don't know what the truth is. Has anybody ever done that before? Don't raise your hand. Isn't it amazing that we can fall out of love with one another? But Jesus don't ever fall out of love with us. But I believe in Jesus, you see. And he can't he can't like you as much as I dislike you. God is good, y'all good not god is a problem it's a problem and it's real you see every one of us have the potential of being one of four types of soul wayside stony thorny or good true jesus is one teaching the parable if you hadn't read the bible yet when you get a chance you want to read that <laughs> I ain't got time to read all the scriptures. I got to tell you what he's telling me. Besides, if you'll give him an ear, he'll talk to you. Amen. If you'll just give him an ear, you, you decide. He or she that hath an ear to hear, let them hear what the spirit is saying. How many times has that been repeated by the one that died for all of us? You choose whether or not you're going to have an ear or not. And you're going to give that ear to one of two. And when you make that decision, here we go, fruit's going to show up every time. Right? All right, so if I'm wayside ground, which means road, It's been traveled a lot. It's full of a lot of opinions and preferences, religious opinions and preferences. It's wayside. Everybody travels it. It's dry. And what's the road that the enemy likes to travel? The enemy travels down the dry places seeking rest looking for vessels that he can ah, find rest in. And I've let him find some rest in me before. Y'all, if we will deal with the problem, the the top-tier problem, the messenger that we pay attention to, if if we'll deal with that and it's not being the true one, then all the other little demons ain't got nowhere to play. You get the strong man bound and you win. Every, every house has a strong man. Does everybody agree with this? Which one is the strong one in your house? Ah, well, we do an, ev- we do an examination. And so if, if I'm wayside ground, when the seed comes, the enemy can take it immediately right now because it it, it, ain't, it won't get any root. And so it ain't even germinated on wayside ground. Has God ever talked to someone and them not hear a word he says? Yeah, because they don't have an ear to hear. But then you've got the you got the stony ground where when the seed of God comes, amen, the bread that came down from heaven, that's the seed of God. When it comes, amen, it quickly takes root. But because the soul is not conditioned and it's stony, it don't get any deep root. And the moment tribulation or persecution comes or you said what you said and hurt my feelings. Jesus said that person will become offended and run. Has anybody ever run before because you got your feelings hurt? What does it tell you about your soul? What does it tell you about the fruit? It's not good fruit, is it? Amen. The only way our soul can become good is he has to be the one to cultivate it. We choose to let the presence of God cultivate us, start something in us, and finish what he starts. Is that good? But not only is there stony ground, there's thorny ground. This is is the rough one here because this is where the big challenge is in our world, is the thorny ground. Amen. What is the enemy of faith? Think about that for a minute before you answer. The enemy of faith. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, fear, fear is definitely in the mix, and the reason fear is so in, so obvious in the equation is fear produces something in us that causes us to start trying to figure out how much how much time I'm gonna have to work every week to make sure I got enough clothes, enough food. Is anybody tracking? And all of a sudden, we're working hard to make sure we have food on the table, we're paying the rent, we're paying the mortgage, the car note, electricity bill. Oh, If I keep talking, people are going, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and, and if you're tempted to go, oh, that's, that's a good examination on yourself that you are worrying. Come on. Jesus said you can't serve two masters. He, he's talking about the two the two voices at the two gates, he said, you can't serve two masters. You will love the one and hate the other. So he says, I tell you this, I tell you this. Y'all ready? Don't worry. Has anybody been worrying lately? Do an examination on yourself. If the fruit's not right, you can cast out devils all day long. And if you got worry in your own life, what's going on? The enemy's playing you. If you don't deal with the strong man and get yourself where you're under the spout where the glory falls out so that your soul can be cultivated to be good soul and the word of God can come, amen, and cleanse you from all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. one got a King James language there. He can get all the stuff out. Amen. All the, all the opinions and all the preferences that have lies and darkness laced in it. That we keep saying, oh, no, that's good. Isn't it interesting in our world? I'm having fun for a moment. I got a few minutes. You got the the right and the left huh the conservatives and the liberals and everybody's oh i'm right and you're wrong ladies and gentlemen there's only one that's right and he loves everybody but i've been i've been a part of a a, a religious influence that we've got right and wrong figured out. The Lord delivered me from that idea a long time ago, though. I'm encouraging you. You can measure what right and wrong is to the point that you actually think that you're mature and you're perfect. Because if you need to know what right and wrong is, come ask me, I'll I'll help you. Ain't nobody in this room ever thought like that before. And we all have, whether we're right or left, conservative or liberal. We entertain that voice at some point, and you get the fruit of it. Amen? And unless the Lord sets me free, I'm in prison. He's in the business of saving and sanctifying. That's not my business. He called us to baptize and make disciples. And I can't reveal anything to anybody. Only God can reveal. And every one of us have the potential of letting him in his house so that the teacher, the prophet, the apostle, the pastor, the evangelist inside of you called Jesus can actually manifest. Because everybody in this room has that potential. The question is, what ground kind of ground are you? Are you good ground? Because only good ground does 30, 60, 100. All the other grounds, they don't get nowhere. They're in jail. But they have the potential. You see that wayside ground has potential. But you gotta you gotta get in there and break it up. And that takes a an act of God to break up wayside ground. Take It takes time to get the stony ground and all the stones out of the way. Right. Wow. God can do it. Amen. He can get in there and get them thorns out of the way where you're not worried about what you're going to do tomorrow. Amen. This is so good for every one of us. Seek first the kingdom of God. Jesus said, you're going to serve one of two masters. He says, oh, so hear me, hear me, worry not. Do not worry. Don't worry about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat. How you are going to take care of yourself? He says, do this. Seek my kingdom first and I'll add all that in abundance. How many professed believers doubt that truth? How many are going to church today beat up and condemned because they let the master of mammon, the love of money, get their heart before God got their heart? And God will let that happen because he's so into us that he'll let us be tormented with worry day in and day out till we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And when you've had enough and you cry out and you ask, he will suddenly come to his temple. Yes. And will release you from the liar that has caused you to worry. It's so important we catch this message today because he wants the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. Paul prayed that the church's eyes would be enlightened and they would come to the knowledge of him and his glory. It's a promise, y'all. Jesus is telling his disciples, he said, uh, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to be with you much longer, but I'm sending you a comforter, and he's going to remind you of everything I ever said. That's called seed, y'all, seed. And as you muse over what I'm reminding you that's been said, and you study what you've given me an ear to hear. Oh, y'all didn't know that if you didn't have a Bible, that God actually talks? If you didn't have, and I love my Bibles. I got a bunch of them. But if you didn't have one, that he actually speaks. My sheep hear my voice. I get real intimate. I know them. That's called intimacy. And that intimacy empowers. That's the promise. That intimacy is where the comforter comes in the helper. Ah. And that helper, that comforter, which is Christ, empowers us so that we're able to follow. Not only do we feel God's presence, we're able to walk in the Spirit. It's simple and it's light. And when you're there in the spirit, that lion spirit at that other gate, that wide gate, he ain't got no place. He's like. But Jesus said only few be there that find this. Only few find it. The majority will keep going down that broadway, and they will be working hard to be a good person, and they'll follow signs and wonders. Instead of following Jesus, which when Jesus has followed, signs and wonders follow him. Are y'all tracking? Jesus didn't ask us to follow any signs and wonders. He said, A wicked and perverse generation seeks a sign. So he didn't ask any of his followers to follow signs and wonders, he asked them to follow him. And when we follow him, signs and wonders follow the ones that follow him. Amen? It's called fruit ladies and gentlemen, and even though dead people be raised, the blind eyes will open, the lambs will walk. The most important aspect of the fruit is the nature and the character of God. It's called the fruit of the spirit. What's more attractive to me, more than a dead person being raised, lame Person walking, blind eyes. And I've, I've seen these miracles. I've been a part, I've been in the middle of it. And America's about to get it, it's about to happen again. because people are getting, they're getting primed up to let God be God finally. Instead of going to church, we're going to be the church. Right? This thing's about to happen. And it, we're right in the middle of something. God is getting us tuned in, aligned. Amen. We're not going to seek no signs and wonders, but they're just going to explode. It's going to happen. Why? Because we're in fellowship. Amen. We've let him have his house. Amen. The glory of God has come in and he is going to manifest. But first of all, we got to do some examination. We got to put the enemy on the run. He's not allowed to keep lying to us the way he's been lying, Amen. We're not going to give any place to that lie. Amen. The kingdom of God is not talk. It's power. Amen. Opinions and preferences come a dime a dozen. Look, being slow to speak and quick to listen is a kingdom attribute. Matter of fact, doing the shut up is from heaven. Is our world full of talk right now? Is the messenger from the wide gate screaming his message out? While the true messenger is speaking with a still small voice. Isn't that interesting? And his invitation is sure, but he ain't begging nobody. He's inviting us because he's wired us to be a part of who he is. And eventually, you'll get tired of being a part of something that's not really who you are it wears you out it takes your sleep from you your body doesn't respond right I mean spirit, soul and body is just in prison And so we're doing an examination ladies and gentlemen amen finding out where we are amen if I need my opinion to be heard. If I need my preferences to be embraced, then Jesus is probably not on board in His house. Would that be true? I'll let you and Daddy work that out. Amen. I uh, I'm gonna encourage you right now with what God's given me that I I'm pretty sure it's gonna hit. Right, right there, ah, the center of the heart, because it got me. Amen. I'm with you right now in this room, and uh, I can see you as my brother and sister. That's powerful. But if I see you from heaven's lens as daddy's daughters and sons, how much more powerful is that? Well, let me give you a illustration. If I see you as daddy's daughter, then your mistakes don't mean nothing to me. Your failures, our differences. I think you need to prefer what I prefer, but... <laughs> <laughs> see, when I, when I see her as daddy's daughter... It don't mean nothing, the preferences and opinions. The fact that this is daddy's daughter, he's in love with his daughter. That's his princess. That's his treasure. And because my heartbeat, man has been impacted by his presence, I'm kind of after what he's after. If I see her from his lens. Oh, now, you know, now we're talking about that single eye. Now we're talking about, amen, having the heartbeat of the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom. I don't see her as a good person. I see her as God's person. Is that true? That is, true. You can't help <sighs> is this helping somebody yet? We, we, we're going to get somewhere here in the next few moments. And this is what gets me, is when I see you from daddy's lens as being special and why he was so passionate from the very, very beginning, from Genesis, all the way to the cross, he gave it all. How can I be critical of you, biased toward you, or judgmental, if I'm good soul? Hmm? You don't need my Bible study. Mm -mm. All you need is the presence of God and enjoy daddy loving on his princess and giving you the playground. Is it truly that way? Oh, yes, it is. And if you're not experiencing that, you can before you leave here today. You can know before you leave here today because the promise from the very beginning, God purposed it. He gave Abraham a promise, and we know him as the father of faith. And he looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. He found it. He didn't find it because it wasn't ready yet. And that promise wasn't Isaac. That wasn't the promise seed. The promise seed was Christ. Ah, And if Christ be in us, oh, my goodness, somebody's catching on now. How do we let him in us? Be careful who you give your ear to. Do an examination. Fruit inspection. Start with you first. Don't start with your brother or sister. Man, you've been telling me lies. You've been telling me Jesus this and Jesus that. Get over that. Do an examination on yourself. Then seek the kingdom. And you may have been lying to me the whole time. But when I seek the kingdom, your daddy's daughter, your daddy's son. You can't deceive me. Truth has come. Oh. Now I'm all on board with him about you getting what you need. And I don't judge the better. I thank God that you're going through what you're going through. I'm so thankful you've been beat up by the devil. Why? Because you're finna to help me a lot now. I'm so thankful God trusted you with all your baggage. Now you can help me grow up. Is anybody tracking yet? And instead of fussing about our differences, idiosyncrasies, uniquenesses, and preferences, we get over it. We lay all of our cares down. And this is really what got me. <laughs> I shared it with you three weeks ago, and, I, and the Lord said, you, 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 you thought you had a revelation of what I was trying to tell you? And he said, I'm going to show you, son. And I don't know when it stops. This thing's eternal. He said, when I told you that morning in the middle of waking and being asleep, When I told you that morning, and I spoke it into your spirit, think on me first. Think of me first. And unexpected, I didn't know what was about to happen, but it was so inviting. Wasn't awake yet, and all of a sudden, this light, this image, it only could be the Lord himself or the angel of the Lord, no matter theophany, it was God. I thought, that's a good idea. I think about you first. And the more I thought about him, the brighter that light get. And dark figures that I didn't see would show up, and then they would flee. And the more I thought about him, I still ain't up yet. I keep thinking about his, his building and getting brighter and it's getting brighter. And the brighter it become, the more dark figures would show up that I didn't know was there. And they would flee. Until I woke up and I was in the light. When I'm with anybody that's breathing, the Lord's saying, seek first the kingdom, son. When you're with your sister, think of me first. When you're with your brother, think of me first. Don't think about what you can get out of them. Oh, oh, oh I'm just asking for three easy payments of $9.99 for this anointed handkerchief. <laughs> Is anybody tracking yet? Buy the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth and sell it. I'm not getting on anybody, am I? Go all in. Don't commercialize what God's given to you. We was going to feed the poor and help those that were less fortunate. If you'll just give me three payments of $9.99 for this anointed handkerchief <laughs> pastor why do you keep playing right because the enemy is being revealed <laughs> the lights getting brighter and he can't stay because when I'm with you I think of him first you're not going to take advantage of daddy's daughter or his son no you're there to please daddy by serving them his name be glorified now now we understand what walking in the name of jesus really looks like it's not an abracadabra term in the do all i do in the name of jesus just in the name of Jesus on everything. No, walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Honor Him with the identity He's given you. He baptized you into Him. He gave you His name. Do a fruit inspection. If the fruit of the Spirit is evident, you're in His name. Oh, when you pray over your food today, you can say in the name of Jesus. I'm not beating up on that. But that's not what it means. And I'll pray over my food in Jesus' name too. But what it really means is I seek first the kingdom. And whatever I do in word or deed, I do all in the name. And I take the image he's given me. And I trust him to empower me. That's the reason I won't shut up about the promise around here. And by the way, I'm not expecting anybody to get a revelation because I've revealed it. I just keep talking about it, and in God's time, you'll catch it. (laughs) In God's time, you'll figure out, oh, my God, that's the promise? Oh, my God. All the leaders had a discussion about that Friday night, we all began to realize, hey, we're not going to reveal anything to each other. God reveals. And the message of the kingdom, the message of the gospel is eternal. It don't change. God gave Peter some keys, and what he bound with those keys is bound in heaven. What he loosed on earth or loosed from heaven is loosed on earth. He had the keys, and that message will not change But there's a neo-Jesus diluting it and trying to make it of none effect. And the way I can know that, I personally do an examination on myself. This this happens from my brothers and sisters. I do a fruit inspection on me. And if the fruit's not right, I go back to where I need to get what I need. And it's always the spirit and fire. Always what happened in Acts 2 is what gets me empowered to move forward in life what happened in acts 8 same thing that empowers me to win in life what happened in acts chapter 10 same identical thing it don't change it's the same experience acts 19 this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and in the last days saith god i will pour out my spirit on all flesh What's he talking about? 120 all got, 3,000 were out. The same experience that happened then is going to happen to Last time I checked, I got flesh. That's not necessary, Pastor. That's that wrong messenger talking. Oh, that was for them back then. That's that lying spirit at that wrong gate. That experience don't change. And if you think it does, okay, Fine. Hang on to that for a little while. Just keep double-checking the condemnation you deal with and the guilt and the shame you have to deal with. Well, my biological family, they love Jesus, and they didn't believe that. They're not going to be standing with you before God in the last day. You're going to be standing there giving an account in your body. Do your own personal fruit inspection. You ain't got to do your mom and dad's fruit inspection. Do your own personal fruit inspection so you can find out who your real daddy is. It's one of two. It's the devil or it's Jesus. It's God or it's mammon. That's who your daddy is. Through with condemnation, through with guilt, through with shame, I experienced it so I can serve you and give you hope and you realize how powerful you are. Our world's hurting out there. They need you to quit belly aching over failure, guilt, whatever it is that's holding you captive. They need you to get up, shake yourself off, and make the right decision. Take the pain of yesterday. Let it become your mantle, your anointing. All those scars you got, you're going to help somebody be delivered. Someone tune in for station identification in here. Take your call, which includes your failures, which includes all the bad things in your life. And when you're around anybody that's in your path, it don't matter who they are, think of him first. He's in love with them. Again, when I'm driving around, 1604, the Spirit of the Lord says, would you... Die for Charles Manson. He first said, would you die for Barabbas? And that got me. and I was weeping like I couldn't see the road. I'd pull over almost. How is it, the Lord, that you could go and die for the people you died for and love them like you love them? You want to know? It comes by being filled with the Spirit. And until I let him come to his house, I'm just guessing. Until I ha- let him have access to his own house, I'm just speculating. And the enemy loves that. And if you're through speculating and you're through with the status quo what your idea of church looks like, the Lord says you can know before you leave today because the moment you decide I've had enough, and you ask he suddenly comes to his temple amen stop trying to be a good person stop it stop it you're never going to arrive there's only one good and it's god let the one who is good have his temple let him have his house and if you battle in that that's okay you'll get tired you'll get wore out and he'll be right waiting on you when you decide could we all stand there's no such thing as neutral everybody has to make a decision Who's Lord of his house? Amen. Guests, thank you for being here today. Thank you for putting up with this country boy. But I know you were here because Daddy drew you here. And everybody online, I know God's talking to you. He's in love with you. I want to say thank you to everybody for letting me be a part of your life today by being here. I can't tell you the presence of God on me that he's so in love with you. He's, he's got plans for you. There is nothing evil in his heart towards anybody in this room or in this earth. He wants you to receive that kind of love right now in his spirit, in his spirit. Can we lift our hands to heaven in submission saying, daddy, here I am. Here I'm, I'm your baby. I don't know nothing anymore. All I know is I need you. Everything else I know, I leave it right here, right now, before you. Cleanse me from all filthiness, from all superfluity of naughtiness. Everything that's unclean, that's not right, that's untruth, Lord. Purge me. Be filled with the Spirit right now. He's as real. And as big as you'll let him be, just you and daddy. Can we do that? Just us and daddy. Anyone that needs to be dismissed, you're welcome to be dismissed. Thank you for being here. But if you can hang out a little bit longer and just give God access to his house, take some time with him right now. God love y'all. Be blessed.